we have someone in the Bible who is associated with dreams. Joseph is the dreamer in the Bible. And when you ask the question, as the rabbis do ask, why is it that at the beginning dreams get Joseph in trouble and then at the end dreams prove to be the vehicle by which Joseph rises to be next to Pharaoh because when he interprets the dreams of the cupbearer and the baker and then of Pharaoh, he becomes second only to Pharaoh in Egypt. Their answer is that at the beginning, Joseph only heard his own dreams. But at the end, he started to listen to the dreams of others. So you could think that Martin Luther King is America's Joseph. Because he was the one that encouraged us to listen to the dreams of others, but that's not how he's known. He's known as Moses, not Joseph. And usually the reason that that's so is because Moses, after all, is the one who led the people from slavery to freedom. But I want to offer you another reason that is a counterpoint to Joseph. Tomorrow in the synagogue, we're going to read about Moses. And before Moses becomes Moses, I mean, he was already Moses, but he wasn't Moses, if you catch my drift. Before Moses becomes Moses, three things happen to him after he's taken up by Pharaoh's daughter. Not when he's an infant. Three things that he himself does before he meets God. He goes out to the people. And remember, he's raised in the palace of Pharaoh. And the first thing he sees in Egypt, which has pyramids and sphinxes and all this magnificent civilization, the first thing he sees is suffering. He stops an Egyptian from beating a Jew. He stops two Jews from fighting each other. And then he runs away to Midian and he breaks up a fight between Midianites. Now, why is it that the Bible is careful to tell us that Moses breaks up a fight between two Jews, between a Jew and a non-Jew, and between two non-Jews? The message is Moses doesn't care whose suffering it is, it's wrong. And Moses becomes the person who teaches us not to listen to dreams, Joseph did that, but to listen to pain. It is in August 60 years since Dr. King wrote the letter from Birmingham jail, but if you read that letter, you'll see he's teaching you not to listen to dreams, but to listen to pain. There's a famous Hasidic story about two men sitting in a bar. And this rabbi said that he learned what love was from those two men. And when his students said, what do you mean? He said, well, one of them said to the other, do you love me? And the other said, of course I love you. We've been friends for 50 years. He said, well, do you know what hurts me? And the other said, no, tell me. He said, if you don't know what hurts me, how can you say you love me? Part of love is listening to people's pain, not just to their dreams. What Dr. King tried to teach us 
what we have to learn again and again and again is how much pain there is in the world and how if you hear it, even when its strains are thin, even when its victims are soft or silent, if you hear it, then you can start building dreams. The reason that we began this service by calling this place a sanctuary is a sanctuary is where you run to be embraced when you're scared, when you're alone, or when you're in pain. Think about not just your pain, but the pain in the people in your life. What hurts them? What haunts them? What it is that they would like to be able to get past so that they can get on to their dreams. Like you, like the man we have come to honor tonight, I have a great deal of faith in this nation and in its people. I joked with Craig before when he said, all the normal people out there, I said to him, there are no normal people out there. But the truth is, there are no normal people. There are only exceptional souls. Each of us with pain, each of us with dreams, and each of us lucky to have had a Moses in our age to teach us about both. <laughs>